It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. We are inching closer and closer to that uh, week one, I guess, opening present gift is what we're trying to do. And uh, to get through that, we need to find out who's playing for some jobs, potentially, with uh, preseason game number four. John Barchard, of course, along with James Seltzer and Elliot Shore Parks. James, how you feeling, buddy? I am tired, but otherwise I'm good. <laughs> that should just be your... Just... It's my constant ethos. Can yes. somebody make a shirt that says, I'm tired, yes. and hand it to James and put your logo on it? I will make sure that he yeah, wears it. I'm particularly at tired. Functions. Yeah, Zoe has a cold, so she didn't sleep much last uh-huh. night, which means... I didn't sleep much last night. Well, just uh, as but I'm here, John. Equally important as a daughter is uh, obviously is is a dog, and we'll have to see if Elliot Shore Parks got through the night as well too. What's going on, buddy? Well, he has been doing a great job sleeping through the night. He's actually sleeping next to me right now, so I'm hoping he uh, <laughs> he doesn't wake up. But the question is, James, if you're tired, are you going to have more baby brain uh, north south pole <laughs> incidents on this pod, or not, can we not, count on I'm you not, for some quality there, content? There is no I, I, there is no tired like when your baby is born. The the month plus after your baby is born, you just are a different person. What what's funny to me is. Uh, there's plenty more to come uh, with with James, and he just doesn't know it yet. Like you know, yeah, just wait I, it will the- never be as bad as it was then. <laughs> I I felt like a moron for like a month straight. Uh, so, fellas, let's get into it. What or who, in your mind, Elliot? I guess is 
is playing for a, a job on Thursday night. The first one mm-hmm. that comes to my brain, and I don't think we've, I mean, we've discussed him, but not in this context as much as I think uh, people give credit for. Wendell Small was playing for a job, isn't he? Yeah, I, well, I will see if he plays. I mean, I think the key with Thursday is who's actually out there on the field. And I think that Wendell Smallwood will play. When you look at the running backs, obviously, Jordan Howard, uh, Miles Sanders, Darren Sproler locks. I think Corey Clement is pretty close to that. So I'll be interested to see how much he plays. But I think Wendell's job could really come down to whether they're keeping Clayton Thorson, whether they think there's a six receiver that's worth it. I would think right now Wendell's right around the 54th guy. But I think you could you could see him easily sneaking onto the roster, depending how how they decide to go to other positions. Yeah, until Wendell Smallwood doesn't make the team, I'm going to believe he's going to make the team. <laughs> but I think Elliot nailed it. I think the the analysis is right. I would put those four running backs ahead of him. But I guess that means they'll keep five. Like I just yeah. I assume Wendell Smallwood will be here. Yeah, so do let, we, let me ask you guys yeah. a, a quick question. Because um, I think one of the biggest questions on Thursday night is a defensive end. Um, Doug Peterson said something on Tuesday at his press conference I thought was pretty interesting. He said that uh, Josh Sweat, Deshaun Hall, and Sharif Miller are basically competing for one spot. Now, what he meant was the fourth defensive end spot, not so much a roster spot. But are we overlooking the possibility that Josh Sweat might be cut by this team? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think there's any chance yeah. he's getting cut. No, no, I don't. And and then what are you left with? It's just like Sharif Miller, who's also basically uh, in, yeah. in the Josh Sweat mold that you have to develop there anyway. I think their their games are obviously different, not comparing the way that they play, but like you know, you're you're stuck with the same problem. And I'm pretty sure that Deshaun Hall is going to win that spot anywhere, unless he's he's proven to do so. And then you know, Sweat's going to be your your fifth D end, and we'll have to see what happens with Sharif Miller. Yeah, but so actually, I, now I that I say not now that I say that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe well, there's a chance. <laughs> so that was kind of my thing today when I heard Doug say that, and I mostly agree with both of you guys. I think Josh Sweat. I mean, I've had him in a lock as a lock to make the roster almost through all of camp. But let's say after Thursday night they decide Deshaun Hall is the fourth defensive end on this team, which isn't as crazy as a, as people might think when you consider he was on the roster last year, played in the playoffs and has had a much better preseason than Josh Sweat has. I like Josh Sweat, but it's been two years, and, I mean, has he flashed either of you guys in any of the preseason games? I mean, he's looked okay at portions, but he's never really kind of stood out and made like a big kind of play like Deshaun has. So if you're going to have Deshaun as the fourth defensive end, and Sharif Miller, let's say you feel like you're going to keep him on the roster instead of Shady Iarum. I mean, is Josh Sweat the sixth? Which I think is almost impossible to do now. You know, like with the new rules, you have to be on the roster and then you have to get IR'd. If you get IR'd, you know, before the roster is announced, like he can't come back right. at all. You can't practice. So I don't know if it's going to be the same way, but it's still, yeah. The I player mean, would have to agree to it, essentially. He would yeah. have to agree to basically. Yeah, be know. like, hey, you made the roster. And also, you know, we're going to put you on IR as soon as that happens. And then you're going to lose somebody that you want probably in the process. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious how that kind of shakes out. I think we also need to come to the realization that – Fourth round picks like uh, pre Philadelphia Super Bowl are no longer. Hey, this guy's gonna gonna hold on. You know, like Avante Maddox is obviously the exception here because he excelled right away and everybody liked him a lot. But fourth rounders aren't necessary. Like you can't fit them in anywhere. If you come mm-hmm. in and you don't have a something, more chances than not, like the only picks that do matter for this Eagles team are one, two, and three. And after that whatever like if you hit great and if not um this is this is why you know Howie's comfortable trading a lot of those 
those assets, and those are going to come back anyway, and you can try again the next year with comp picks and things like that. So I don't, I don't think it's crazy either if Sharif Miller just gets outright cut. I think it is. I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. I, look, we've seen multiple times. I think Donnell Pumphrey, and even then they did the IR thing with him yeah. that first year. I don't ever remember them cutting a top four pick that first year. That just doesn't happen with them. They've even gone so far as it seems like to bring guys back longer than you would expect them to just because they drafted them. Shelton Gibson obviously is finally gone, but last year made the team when a lot of people didn't think he would. I think that was because he was a fifth-round pick. They invested in him. They believed in him. Matt Collins, still here. Yeah. Still hanging around. I mean, I, I actually think it goes the other way. I think that, that the fact that Tree Miller is a fourth-round pick means he is a lock to make this roster, and I don't so- think it mattered at all what he showed this spring. So, James, if you think Sharif Miller is a lock to make the roster, and I, I'm assuming you think, they, do you think Deshaun Hall is going to make the roster? Yeah. So it's and 60 I think, ends. I think it's 60 ends. Okay. Interesting. I, I, and again, I like Josh Sweat. This isn't me like pounding the I'm, table to get him cut. I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, Josh Sweat has shown me zero since he's been here to make me believe right. that he's a, a good NFL player down the road. But I, I they, they used a fourth round pick on him last year. They've talked him up. I would I would be surprised. If if neither of those guys are on the roster, I think he's my new surprise, like potential surprise cut. Okay, you know, like I know a lot of people say Wisniewski, but at this point, so many pe- people say Wisniewski, it's not even really a surprise cut anymore. Josh Sweat would be my like, holy shit, I can't believe they're cutting that guy. Yeah, yeah, that would and and, and listen, I, in the same way that I just said with Miller, like you could you could absolutely do the same thing with Josh Sweat. So that's. Something to kind of keep an eye on and whether they do, yeah, 60. Well, here's where I kind of buy into James's 6DN theory is I only think they're going to keep four linebackers, right? So you're, you have, uh, or maybe they have to keep more than that now that I'm looking at it because you have Zach Brown, Nigel, and, and Kamu. Uh, and then you're obviously going to keep LJ Fort. That makes five. And then Nate Gary is going to be here, so maybe maybe I'm and talking keep, myself keep in out mind, of it already. Two of those guys might not even play Week One, right? So you have to well, keep Kamu's on your definitely but, not going to play Week no. One, right? I mean, right? So is I Kamu, think you might can he be pupped? Is Kamu a, a potential pup candidate? I think so. No, he can't. Well, no, he can't go on the pup unless you you can only go on the pup if you start the season on if you start training camp on the pup. Really? So, Oh yeah, so he would he would have to go through the fifty three and then be placed on IR. Oh no, that's, that's, you, but that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I think he could go on IR after he goes through the fifty three. Yeah, though. so could I. And then you kind of yeah. go and pick up, you know, one of one of either Alex Singleton or I don't know Chris Worley or whoever whoever is going to kind of drag through there. So yeah, that's I uh, th- that is it, and that's been the focus of a lot of people is the is the linebacker depth is who is really going to be starting there too, and I you know who. Who, if anybody, I guess that's going to be LJ Fort to kind of slide into Kamu's role at the beginning of the season there, Elliot? Is that what the sense you get too? Yeah, I would think so. I think it's going to be him. Um, they've had Zach Brown, Geary, and LJ Fort as their top three linebackers, uh, you know, with Nigel and Kamu down, obviously. And they're only going to really play two linebackers the majority uh, of the time on defense. But are we not talking about TJ Edwards enough? What do you guys think? Do you think he has a shot to make this team? I th- I think he does. There's a reason why they paid him all that money, UDFA money anyway. Um, right. I thought he's a tad uh, – I don't know how to describe it because it's not like spectacular. It's not bad. It's just solid. Like TJ's been really solid. He's made a couple of splash plays that are in there. Feels uh, like a practice squad guy to me. Same. Um, and- he's also one of the only true middle linebackers they have though. Yeah. yeah. I, mean- I, I don't know. I mean it just feels like so many – again, like when you go through all these names – 
we I think we all agree that Zach Brown, that Nigel Bradham, and uh, I guess Camus theoretically, you know, those those guys are locks to make the roster. Um, I would think Gary is, and would I was you, just guys- no, I was just about to say I think there's no way Gary doesn't make it. They love that guy, so that's right. four linebackers already. They're not keeping more than five, so that last spot is at LJ Fort probably. But that's when you get into you know these other guys who. You know, it's that's the thing. I think we're going to see a lot of players who were in Eagles camp or in Eagles preseason games who end up on other teams during this whole process yeah. after they get cut. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about them, I hate to do it. I hate to do it to probably the the leading candidates for for a lot of people. I don't think Alex Single can uh, can make this team. I just don't. And I don't I, think there's I, any shot he makes the team. Yeah, and he's going to end up just like you're saying, James. He'll end up you know catching on somewhere because uh, he's got enough decent tape out there. So. That uh, that stinks. That my uh, I'm gonna shed I'm gonna shed a couple of tears, but keep that long hair flowing, uh, and maybe you can have an incredible game and take over for TJ Edwards or something like that. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but you, you uh, know who he kind of reminds me of, Alex uh, Singleton, uh, Casey Matthews. A little With, bit. Like the long hair, they're built similar. That's a little my, bit. That's my comparison. Yeah. No, I like that. That's not, fair. Not to hurt your feelings even more. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better if you said Clay, but, you know, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Here's one I can't figure out uh, either. Corners. What do you think What do you think is happening there, Elliot? So, again, it's an IR situation and a pup situation and all that. So the question is, I mean, JL Mills is going to be on the pup, so he, want, he won't count towards the initial 53-man roster. Cravion LeBlanc, I think, is a potential IR candidate, but then, I mean, we just talked about Camus. You can only put you one, can put as many yeah, guys right. on IR as you want, but you can only bring two back. That's so what I you thought, put, yeah, it's two back. Yeah, if you put Camus and Cravion LeBlanc there in week one, and then you, like, let's say in week two, Zach Ertz gets an injury that's, you know, an eight-week injury. Like, then you're in a potential situation where you're definitely losing one of those guys or not putting one on IR and carrying them as a, a scratch each week. So if they put Craven LeBlanc on IR, they carry him through the 53, but then that opens up another spot for him. I think Orlando Skandrick's going to get cut so and then I. re-sign probably. Um, so you're probably looking at Rasul Darby, Avante Maddox, Sidney Jones, and am I missing somebody else? I mean, I, I think you right, said Rasul. You said Darby, right? Yeah, Darby, Rasul, Sydney, Maddox, um, Jalen on the pup, Cravon, Scandrick, I mean, Cravon, Cravon through, you know, Cravon on IR, yeah. So, so they keep five, I guess. Then okay, uh, and then that leads us to: Has Greg Ward done enough to uh, unseat Matt Collins? And do you think that there's a chance where that gets interrupted at some point in this fourth preseason game? It's a good question. Um, I would personally keep Greg Ward over Matt Collins. That would be what what I would do. But I think just because of special teams, um, you know, it's going to be Matt Collins. But I think it's interesting that Mike Groh said Hollins is going to play on Thursday. And, I mean, a lot of times people, players that are locked not to make this roster, players that are locked to make the rosters won't really play. So they definitely want to see more out of Hollins. But I just can't envision a world where they keep Greg Ward over Matt Collins. I still think they, that's a possibility, uh, and it's just still up in the air, just like you're saying. And I, I, I still think Mac is is kind of a almost a lock or a sure thing here. It would have to be an incredible last guess here, and it's not just one game because that's all we see. Uh, you know, Greg would have to just outshine him um, in this last week of practice that's going on here, leading up to this thing. But man, I, uh, I just. It's, at least it's a different skill set. But here's the sense I get, guys, is 
they just don't want any small bodies anywhere in your skill position sets. Like it's just mm-hmm. uh, unless you can run like Deshaun, forget it. We want big bodies in the middle. That's what's going to win. It's going to be contested catches, and I don't think that they view. Obviously, they don't feel, view Greg Ward that way. I think it's a, I hate to say it, I think it's a, a big person versus little person philosophy with these guys running mesh concepts like crazy in the middle. And not to say that Greg, you know, can't do crossers or anything like that. But if you're going to have any, somebody there, you know, have Mac Hollins and have J.J. Uh, cross in between Zach Ertz or, or Goddard or whatever kind of personnel that they do there. And, and that's really why. It's a size issue. It's not a talent issue. I would I would tend to agree. I also think that when you look at Greg Ward and you mentioned, you know, size, they they want um they don't want him on the outside. He's a slot guy. Yeah. So if you're if you're gonna hold on to Aguilar, which, you know, barring a clowny trade, it seems like that's what's gonna happen. Um, then Aguilar is your starter in the slot, then you have Deshaun probably as your backup there, or at least playing some snaps in the slot. Ertz will play snaps there, Goddard will play snaps there, and they won't play Ward on the outside. So there's not really a spot for him. If, if they're if they're not going to play him on the outside, and again, if you're going to be the fifth or sixth, if they actually kept six, but you know we don't we don't anticipate that. If you're going to be the fifth receiver on the roster, you have to be able to play special teams and play them well. Yeah. I mean, that's just a fact. It's just part of the job, part of the gig. And I'm sure, as many do, they they view Hollins as a much better special teams player. Uh, and is there with either of you guys? Is there anything that we're kind of forgetting in in this when it comes to the depth chart? Because those are to me, uh, the position battles that are going to be there. Obviously, we already know at this point that, you know, we, we've said it a bunch too here, E, that Wiz is probably on the bubble at least or uh, thinking about the bubble at least. It. It's yeah, so, so strange I, I actually think the, the Wiz thing might have gotten a little out of control at this point. Like, Is that my fault? I, <laughs> I blame both of you. I, I mean, why would they cut Wiz? That's like, what I've been saying. It makes no sense to me. Because he can't. He obviously in in now real games and and, and preseason games he hung out Jordan Mailata to try. Uh, Jason Peters obviously doesn't really like him that much. Uh, when he is a backup center, it hasn't been good except for the, the what the did he play center at all in 2017? I can't remember if he had any snaps in there. Um, I don't think so. But outside of that, I mean, they're clearly like he's gotten pulled at one point during the preseason. So I, I think yeah, it's look, at least uh, we can we, it's it's a it's a talking point you know that like hey maybe this is and it, and again they can save seven hundred fifty thousand dollars if they like there's it's not a it's not a big deal to to hold on to them or to get rid of them at this point C- considering the depth you have at guards Isaac Sayomalu is a backup center gonna give you about the same thing anyway do you it's really, also a starting guard for you though like I mean right. to, to, yeah. you have to move him over then then you have to put someone at guard again. Wiz played guard, started at guard in the Super Bowl. I mean, this is not someone who's, you know, just a bad, terrible NFL I'm not player. He's bad. So I, I mean, the other options. Who else do you have other than Big V who can come in and play guard for you at a high level or at an NFL well, level? I mean, you and can, that, that's my thing. So let's okay. let's just look at the line for Week One, right? So let's assume Vitae starting at, at guard and Brandon Brooks doesn't play. I think that's probably a fair assumption at this point. So, so Vitae is your guard. As James mentioned, if Kelsey were to go down, God forbid, and they move Sayamalu over to center, then you're moving two spots because you have a new guard and a new new center. This team has shown pretty consistently they prefer to just put someone else in there as opposed to move players around. Right. Then only change one spot. So, if you like, then who would your backups be if Vitae's in the game? 
And also, Vitae's never played guard in an NFL game. Matt Pryor's never played guard in an NFL game. Herbig's never played it in an NFL game. Like, if the whole thing this year is to protect Carson, and I get that Wisniewski has struggled, do you really feel more confident putting in any of those three guys into a game in a pinch in, in a real NFL regular season game than you would Wiz? So I agree he struggled, but cutting him just seems very drastic to me. It's it's I, I, the devil you know theory, I guess, is, is why Wiz would be safer than I'm probably thinking of in in that mm-hmm. argument but i just you know uh i don't know if we lose kelsey anyway it's kind of your the protection's already going to go uh but i i understand i don't i don't for what it's worth i don't think wiz is any better than the guys that you named i don't think he's any better than if you had to bring in andre dillard at guard and oh. sale malo had to go to center <laughs> Then, then, then that's. I fine. think that's crazy talk. I don't. Yeah, I don't they're know. not going to do that. Though. And they're yeah, he they're hasn't not going to do that. All training camp. Yeah, I know, but it's just not. Well, you just don't throw Have someone you. at guard and be like, "Oh, you could go play guard." That's not the way it works. Have you guys not listened to anything I've I said? I know you believe that any tackle can play guard, but that doesn't <laughs> any mean good just, tackle can play guard. Just go play guard. Like that's not how it works. They literally did that in Washington. They just said, uh, "Go play guards." To uh, to a sh- Brandon uh, Sheriff, he was a fourth pick in the draft. Oh, what was Andre Dillard? But again, they taught him how to play guard. They didn't just throw him at guard and say figure it out. He training. They said Brandon Sheriff is going to be a guard for us, not a tackle, and they trained him at guard. I, I, yeah, and also, I mean, John, would you want them to put Dillard in at guard? Like, let's say, let's say we're week one. Only if they absolutely you know, had to. That's all, that's all I'm saying. They don't because they have a guy who played guard for them in the Super Bowl on their team. Oh, okay. It's waiting to come in as a oh, backup. Good. Everything solved. So look, let, let's go through the 10 <laughs> offensive linemen really quick. Okay, Because right. it seemed like we thought 10 defensive linemen, maybe 11 if they keep five defensive tackles. But So you're going to keep Lane, Jason Peters, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey, Lane, and uh, Sayamalo. That's yeah. five. Right. Dillard is six. Now, Mylotta hasn't practiced the last two days, and they're looking at his back. I wonder if he's maybe an IR candidate, but let's just assume if he's not, that's that's Ooh, seven. Man, you big think big gonna, V's a lock. You think you're going to do big that Big V's again? a lot. Is that what? what? Maybe we... I just want to make sure... Get clarification there. Are you saying that these back problems suddenly came up because he's not going to play? They're going to stick him on IR again, and that's how you save a roster spot? Maybe. I don't know, but I, I know that he had, he had a stress not? fracture in his back last year, okay. and now his lower back is hurting again. And, and he's testing, clearly so. not ready to play in NFL uh-uh. games that matter. So. I guess that's how you get around it. Well done. Uh, right. Well, yeah. it's it's yeah. So then Vitae is eight. What else? Vi- Vi- well, if we're including my lot of Vitae is eight. Um, and then at that point, you would have Wiz, Pryor. That's ten. Um, if you don't keep my lot, and maybe you keep Nate Herbig. Or, or maybe uh, What? Or Toth. Is it Toth or Toth? Or Toth, right. I don't know. I don't know, to be I'm pretty honest. sure that's... I, I think it's, I think it's Toth. But, okay. Uh, either way. I, I've always pronounced that Toth. But, that yeah, guy. But that's just another added element here. I mean, and when we're talking about Brandon Brooks, that's for a limited amount of time. You know, like, yes, you're going to you're gonna have... We don't know maybe, that. I mean, Brandon Brooks could come back and get hurt again. I mean, he's, he's coming playing off an Achilles I understand, but I'm saying, like, you can't think in terms of, like, Brandon's going to be healthy after week two. Now let's make sure that we, it, when he goes down again, let's have, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, you I, have to prepare the other, for the eventuality the other thing that he could. Too, right. And the, the other thing, too, is this team is consistently throughout training camp brought in older players, right? I mean, Cyprian... You know, I can't, of course, can't think of any more right now. But they've consistently brought in <laughs> Orlando Scandrick, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, they've brought in older guys. Josh McCown, so, forty years old. There you go. Boom. Yeah, Josh McCown, yeah. right? So uh, I do think that the Wiz thing. Look, he might get cut. I just, I would bet that he makes the roster. Okay. 
Um, uh, let's have, uh, you mentioned clowning, and I thought this was kind of an interesting note today from uh, John Granado, who does, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't remember. I think it's 90, 95.7 The Game down in Houston, or 97.5 no The idea. No idea. 97.5 The Game, I think, in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, and, and normally, and James and I have the same rules, too, and we even, we work in this business. If it comes from a radio guy, be gentle, be skeptical. Be very skeptical of anything. But Houston beat writers are also doubling down on, like, hey, if John knows this, um, I, I take it credibly, and he's plugged in and whatever. So what he said today was, watching for something, watch for something to happen soon. Clowney is very unhappy with his agent. He doesn't think that Bus Cook had a, had a good enough plan. When he signs his tender, he thinks he's headed to Miami. They will have two franchisers to convince him to stay long term. So since obviously Miami knows this now too of – Hey, yeah, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to sign a long-term deal with the Dolphins. Um, this is this is turning into a mess, a big mess. At least how I read this, and I obviously I think that says that the Eagles aren't in this, right? I mean, that that's just kind of like Miami's still making the best offer. That was kind of a report that we heard uh, a couple of weeks ago, and now I don't know. I think this is is this a is this a, is this a ploy by by clowny to kind of get the message out and be like hey somebody else please god i don't want to go down to miami james uh i look i don't know i I think it's interesting that that it's out i I think again it's a radio guy i know the beats are backing it up so (laughs) i i struggle to know if it's definitely true or not but assuming you guys are just shitting on radio yeah well you know what we do here um so i uh look assuming it's true I, i don't Ultimately, Clowney doesn't really have a lot of leverage here. You know, I mean, he could say he's going to sit out, but he's not. He needs to get paid. He's got $15 million sitting on the table waiting for him to sign that tender. Um, look, I, I think the only way, if, if there's a deal and that's the best offer they're going to get, Clowney would have to say, I'm not signing with you. I won't play for you for that not to happen. And I'm guessing that's probably not going to happen. So if, if there's a deal to Miami, that I guess he goes to Miami. I would also wonder why he doesn't want to go to Miami. I mean, I know it's not if he wants to win, obviously, then he does not. He should not want to go. But right. good place to live. Um, he'd be a star down there. No state income tax. So maybe if he does really not want to go to Miami, I would take it as a good indication he wants to win because there's really no other reason not to go down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, I agree with that too. Or the other thing I was thinking is just Miami's like long term offers have been really bad as well. So it's not even close to, I don't know. We always put the number out there like we know, like, oh, he wants $20 million a year or whatever it is. But, uh, still pretty, still pretty interesting. But he couldn't even do it for a year. That's the interesting thing to right. me. Like, they can negotiate all they want right now, but he can't even sign a new contract for a year. So, yeah, yeah, that's true too. Uh, so. Obviously, just something to keep an eye on. And God, I don't th- like it's still whatever. On Saturday, I said my thing about Clowney, but like that's still in my head here. E, there's no way that you go into the season with this with these defensive ends. You just don't. Like th- there has to be something else beyond this, unless I'm missing something, or I'm maybe I'm just completely underrating Vinny Curry and and Deshaun Hall here. But I just I feel like there needs to be something else. Do you feel like that's happening? Uh, well, I think you go into the situation if you really, really believe in Derek Barnett. I mean, I, I think that they're once again going to shuffle defensive ends in and out. But I think that 
moving on from Chris Wilson, who's your defensive line coach, is an indication they might not do it as much. And also bringing in Malik Jackson, so you're not going to ever really have four defensive ends on the field at the same time. Like the number three or four defensive end on this team, 2019, is probably going to play considerably less snaps than they did in 2018. And that's why Chris Long is no longer here. So if you're the Eagles and you really believe in Brandon Graham, and I think you should, I think he's going to have a very good year. And then you also believe in Barnett, which I don't believe in Barnett as much, but they clearly do. Then I don't. I could see how you could convince yourself into saying, okay, well, Curry can be the number three guy. We really like what Deshaun Hall has done. We have Josh Sweat, all that stuff. But I, I, I agree with you, though, that I, th- I think it's risky. I, I don't think it's certainly – you're not going into the season with this as a strength. You uh full believer in Derek Barnett over there, Jim? I'm much more of a believer than you guys are. No, seems. I am too. I'm I, the same I way. I think Derek Barnett's going to be really good. Me too. I think what we saw from him as a rookie was was heartening. He had the injury last year. I think he comes back. If he, Again, it's all dependent upon him being healthy, which, you know, it's kind of been a weird comeback process. But assuming he's healthy, yeah, I, I totally believe in Derek Barnett. And I also believe in the interior of the line, making it a lot easier on the exterior of the line. I think having Fletcher Cox and Jernigan and – Obviously, Malik Jackson there is going to make it a little bit easier for the defensive end. So maybe they're looking at it as not just the strength of the edge rushers, but the strength of the rushers, period. Uh, well, let me let me ask you guys this really quick, because yeah. you mentioned you, you're high on Derek Barnett, or at least higher than I, I am. So but Barnett has has not taken basically any practice reps, 11 on 11 reps in uh, practice. He's taken some, but he's missed a considerable amount of training camp. I don't believe he's played in a game, right? I don't, no. I don't think he's played. Uh-uh. So well, let's let's think back to last year in 2017 when they were coming off the Super Bowl and a lot of players missed a lot of time in training camp, right? Carson missed a lot of time. Alshon missed a lot of time. Brandon Graham missed time. Jason Peters missed time. Maragos, Darren Sproles. And I think that was it, right? Those are like the main guys that were injured. Yep. And Jordan Hicks actually might have missed some time too because he, he missed into last year. Like, none of those guys had really good years. Alshon did towards the end of the year when, when Nick Foles went in and he had two or three really good games in a row. But none of those guys came back and had, like, stellar seasons. But there, so, there are a lot of examples of guys who have either held out or had injuries or whatever and have come back and been awesome. I mean, just a few years ago, Joey Bosa held out the first four games of the season, came in, was the best defensive player in, in the, you know, AFC well, at Well, I least think there's a difference between holding out and not being able to practice. Well, he also came back from an injury last year and, and was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I think it's a different thing for different players. I understand what you're saying. I just... I don't think that we can look at Barnett and say, oh, he didn't have a training camp. He's going to have a bad year. I, I don't think that's fair to say that. So, yeah, and I, honestly, I don't. I just thought of this now. Uh, so I'm not like steadfast in this opinion. But so that's not something that would concern you guys that last year all these injured guys also had bad years. Uh, it's hard. I think also, it's I, we, we don't last really year know. Is what, an outlier, too, with the with the whole like off season and. You know, like we all know, they weren't focused on football that offseason. They just weren't. And the Super Bowl right. hangover is real. It is a real thing that happened to the Eagles last year. We saw it. So I don't know. I don't know if you can compare one to the other. Also, playing deep into February, giving it all you have to win a title, all that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that they're at, like the same But those type. guys didn't play deep into February. Right. But here's, I here, here, well, I guess, Alshon I guess and, Graham and, and Graham. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. My bad. And here is, here's why I kind of feel a little better about it is because we know, or at least we think we know, that Derek Barnett was dealing with this as he was playing last, last season and still was probably the most productive guy on the field when he was there while, you know, everybody else was trying to catch up. Brandon Graham, Chris Long, all that was, was really the anchor of those DNs while – 
the others were kind of lacking and then had to bow out after that. So that's kind of why I feel that way. And like why, because of the way that he started uh, and going into the season, it's a big year for him anyway. Why even risk any part of being even 91% or 80% or whatever it is to start the season? Just start fresh. Just be out there and be ready to go. And like, I don't, the same way that with, with Carson and with Ertz and with all of these others that are taking their time off, I, I, they get plenty of work at practice. But to your point, yeah, that is, it is, I, I wouldn't, I don't care if you end up questioning it because, like you said, Elliot, like he hasn't done a lot of 11 on 11 drills and hasn't kind of been out there. So that's just kind of my, yeah, I think that, that's just my biggest concern now that we're basically wrapping with training camp and this will be our last podcast. You know, before the regular season. Oh but my God! Can you is, say that again? <laughs> I know. We finally know. made it. Like that's why. <laughs> you know what's crazy about this is James and I were talking about this. The the preseason post Super Bowl is we think we made it, and that's usually the signal that we got of like, okay, it's time to ramp it up now, and it's gone now too. None yep. of this shit matters either, it's really, brutal. except for this one when we were talking about the bubble guys, which is always fun. But like, man, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's. It's a new era. You know, week one is the new preseason, and that's why. Let's get us there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so, I don't know. There's my – now that we're a month from seeing this team for a month. Yeah. uh, There's a ton to like about the team. Super talented. Probably one of the best rosters in the NFL. The offense, everyone plays with their potential, should be the best in the NFL. But but my biggest concern, and this has me worried about week one just a little bit more than I used to is – I do think the injuries to guys that have not played a lot in training camp and the fact that Carson didn't play in any preseason and, you know, we'll see if he's ready. Well, obviously he'll play, but I mean how the offense comes out, whether they're slow or whatever. But that would be my concern right now with the team. It's just Fletcher Cox is going to play a huge role on this team. Derek Barnett's going to play a huge role. They're probably going to force Ronald Darby to start. And none of these guys have taken almost any team reps in training camp. So I think it's probably good when the biggest concern on your roster has to do with players not practicing as yeah. opposed to just a lack of talent. But that would be my concern. In uh, speaking of that, uh, our good friend Ed Benkin chiming in as uh, Fletcher Cox waited around for the media to gather around his locker room and was asked how ready he was for the regular season recovering from his injury and said, quote, talk to you next week. I got a roll and then left. <laughs> <laughs> That is, uh, I would say that's a pretty baller move of just like, hey guys, yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk. That's all I got to say. I'm out of here. That's, uh, I could, he was smirking when he left, right? He had to have some point into the shower. So Other people on Twitter don't seem to be thinking he was smirking. I guess but not. I guess not. So it sounds like the reporters were waiting around his locker. Yeah. Cox went over and he wouldn't talk. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, say. so that, that to me, that's where I think me and Elliot are right on this thing. I, you know, Doug went from, not confident in the the previous press conference about like will Fletcher Cox be there at least just by his tone and by his, his facial expressions all that today he kind of felt uh, pretty secure about that but I don't I don't know like not saying that I'm sure he goes week one but uh, James I just think he's going to come out a little slow like he's the guy that really needs the first three weeks three four weeks of the season maybe even longer to get going I, so I don't I don't don't be like. I- I'm not concerned. Overreaction. You guys are a little concerned. I'm I'm not concerned. Washington is horrendous. Washington's rolling Case Keenum out against us <laughs> week one. That is, I mean, honestly, it might be easier than a preseason game. I have no worries <laughs> about we. They're going to shit all over Washington. No worries at all. So, I, like, I can't muster up the same level of concern as you guys. I really, again, I, I, 
I think that, as Elliot says, I think they are the deepest roster in the NFL. I think they're the most talented roster in the NFL. I believe in Carson Wentz. As I said to you, Bartrand, I feel even better about Carson Wentz after reading that Tim McManus article. I think Carson Wentz is in the right headspace. He is more ready to have success than he ever has been in his career. I think this team's in great shape. I, I really... I, to 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 say I have concerns to talk about the these you know injuries lingering or this or that uptown problems it, uptown yeah it would be yeah. it would be That's it, would, how I feel it too. would be it would be false like I would be lying I w- I am not concerned That's where I that's how I feel I feel incredibly confident in the Eagles team But e, you are concerned <laughs> No I don't want to be the one that's concerned like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm not saying I can. I'm not saying I'm concerned. It's just when all you think about for three weeks is week one. Like, of yeah. course, you're going to start to find things sure. to nitpick oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, Washington was leading the division for a large portion of last year, right? I mean, yeah, but Case that, Keenum uh, is better than what they put out at quarterback after Alex Smith got injured. I don't like, know about so that. I, I, I think Colt McCoy might be better than Case Keenum. Might or at be. least equal. No. I think Look, they, they wanted to start Keenum, Colt McCoy. They just the whole injury yeah. disaster that is Washington. They couldn't figure it out and get him healthy. Rushed him back too. But I think, yeah, they like Cole McCoy more. How the fuck is Washington not? How does the NFL not go after Washington? I'm sorry to get like blown up about it, but what the fuck, Roger? Cancel the fucking team. Get new owners in there. It's disgusting. I don't. This doesn't even have to do with a rivalry. How do two quarterbacks, two of them, that Washington is? Well, you can say three with Kurt and whatever the fuck is going on there. How the fuck is the NFL not investigated in Washington? That's what I want to know. Where is it? Is it because they have a shitload of money and that's it? And everybody's just protected because of that? It's a disgrace to the entire football league that 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 ownership gets to do that. I'm sorry. Like, this is ridiculous. If you're a Washington fan, again, I beg of you, come on board. There is no judgment here. It is it is disgusting. It is awful. And the moment that this team pulverizes that fucking garbage piece of shit in which they roll out to get players injured, which they haven't fixed the turf. They haven't. They've made it harder for fans to get there. Seriously. Why is Washington not being investigated? I, I there there is no one wants to question that at all, and yet like time and time again we keep coming back to this leaking out. There's a laundry list. I mean, we barely even begun. That's why I can't wait for the NFC at least to come back on the radio show. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me that like this isn't even considered, or somebody was it like th- legally? Why aren't people pushing this? Why isn't Colt McCoy going? Fuck you guys. Well, their best player has said it. He said, "Fuck you guys. I'm not yes, playing here." They're he, be- the best player in the franchise. Oh yeah, I'm not he's even, like, I "Fuck them. I'm not playing." Are you kidding me? Now with that medical staff, I mean, I, like I, that's a pretty strong indictment from Trent Williams himself, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's horrible. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. The- <laughs> Destroy your point. No, I just got very, really mad. Very passionate. <laughs> okay, that was, that was passion right there. I yeah. I yeah, and anybody, any players that want to, you know, we'll go old school. Like it's 1989. We're trying to hide a Russian sub. You want to defect? We'll find a way. Come on out. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm excited for the season to start. I know we all are here. Uh, James and I will be. Or I don't know what you're doing on Friday. E? You coming? I'm in a wedding. I'm oh, in a wedding. Unfortunately. Of a wedding well, I should time. say, unfortunately, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. All but right, big time. <laughs> I, uh, I miss being with you guys, obviously. Yeah. So uh, Friday, we're going to be back at Parks Casino. We'll be talking about uh, a lot of what you're going to see on Thursday night. And, and 
it is the first time, or at least I hope by the time I ratchet up all the uh, all the settings and whatnot, it'll be the first time that we will be live on Facebook and Periscope and be multi-camera oh, and take buddy. you through because we are taking it to the next level this season, baby. Uh, but yeah, we'll be at Parks Casino from 5 to 7. Correct. Uh, and we'll be hanging out in the sports book and uh, hopefully... Uh, I don't know. Sean Rodriguez doesn't say something dumb because I'm done talking about him for a very long time. That's all I'll say on that. So, uh, E will be, uh, you'll be down uh, when? Are you, oh, I'll, be in, I'll be at the game Thursday night and then uh, I'll be with you guys Saturday. That's amazing. You're just flying all over the place. Well, flying driving. And driving and driving, right? Oh, I'm not looking forward to this at all. I was really hoping there'd be something on Thursday night that like I could go to with you guys, but I should probably be at the game. Yeah. It's just... No, you should. And we'll, uh, we'll obviously uh, get your reactions and uh, in everything post game pod. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that'll do it for us. We hope uh, jobs are won. We hope that nobody loses their job because of anything dumb. And uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, as always. Keep the conversation going at Go Bird Spot, at John Barger, at James Seltzer, at LH Shore Parks. Uh, this has been episode number 103 right here, radio.com and sports radio, 94 WIP. Go Birds! Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, the guys left, but it is my duty to tell you that there was a minor scare at Eagles practice as uh, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson suffered a broken ring finger on his left hand in today's workout. Sources say, according to Ian Rappaport, his understanding is he is not expected to miss time and the team is not concerned. Oh, a broken finger? A broken finger? <laughs> okay, so I guess we're going to see Deshaun get taped up uh, for ready for week one, so... Should be pretty interesting. Anyway, go birds. Yo. Yo, man. Yo. What's going on? You're in your kitchen? You're in your kitchen. I am. And you don't have headphones in. I don't. Do you want me to put headphones <laughs> two in? Two for two. Uh, yeah, because I can hear myself. All right. Hold on. Let me find them. Let me see that. <laughs> uh, e still anti-headphone. So silly. You're in your own house and you can't even, you know, mess up your hair. Oh, that's that's, that's commitment. That is commitment. <laughs>